exploding teeth syndrome. Through the 19th century, at least five different people are reported to have suffered from this maddening affliction. Starting with excruciating toothache at the extent of driving the patient to madness, bashing their heads against walls, furniture and the ground in the search of respite, climaxed by a sudden bang like a gunshot and followed by instant relief. Nobody's sure what caused this affliction, but a possible culprit is a galvanic reaction caused by mixing metals in their fillings. Welcome to two-thirds focused... No! Not two-third. Not today. What do you mean? I just wanted to screw up your intro. That's it. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> no, so it... Three-quarters focused? It... I, I, I guess the normal one. Yeah. 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 Hey, John. Hi. <laughs> hey, John. Hey. Thanks for being with us. No problem. Happy to be here. And for feeding Raz again, because he's still away. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure at this point you can see, you can trace where Rasmus is like in the US by how much food is being sold in any certain place. <laughs> how are you guys? I'm not a pest of locusts though. Tell that the empty shelves at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been to Walmart. No, oh. we have not. Yet. Not yet, yet anyway. Not yet. <laughs> how are you guys? What have you been? What have you been doing all week instead, um, apart from being in a forge and forging great stuff together? Uh, no, that that's it. That's it. All week. Yep. Yep. Nearly one full week now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I flew in from San Francisco uh, just after last recording um, Thursday evening, and then this weekend I taught a class at the Steelyard in some Scandinavian forge welder knife making. Mm-hmm. And then we spent two days at John's shop playing around, and then we went to your sister's and had like a massive lobster dinner. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Not often I feel like I have to fight for my food, <laughs> but it was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Traditional New England lobster dinner. We had uh, some mashed potatoes. Um, went, bought some two pound lobsters, bought some little necks, which is a small clam that we served raw in the half shell. Uh, so it was a good meal and, and Rasmus got to meet the other Harveys. That nice. sounds absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So and they, they are all very clearly related. Yeah. So, yes, so yes, <laughs> I think I've seen pictures before. Yeah. That's uh, you can definitely see that they're one family. Yeah. <laughs> um, isn't it weird though, like getting into a plane in San Francisco and then flying for about six hours and still being in the same country? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, at this point, I'm sort of halfway home, but of course, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm still staying for a while. <laughs> how how long are you staying? So just till Monday at this point. What's the next stop then? Uh, Catskills and the Maker Camp. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I'm not jealous. Hello. I know, I know. It's you're just glowing green at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn it. How, how about your weeks, though? Mine? Uh, nothing happened. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at least you're not hurting anymore anywhere. Uh, almost. I mean, I'm old, so I'm always hurting somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, I spent my week finishing the shop. Um, last time I was finishing my tool wall 
pretty happy with the result and I just needed to um, get stuff sorted, uh, put in boxes uh, so I don't um, have too many tools and too many stuff in, in the shop and I'm, and I'm able to actually work in this kind of limited space. Um, so I've done that. Uh, I finished today um, system of uh, French cleat, I believe that's called, but not on a wall, like on a table, just in order to be able to insert uh, planks and change tools on my tool bench, on my bench, um, which is something that I saw, I don't remember where, maybe on Instagram or TikTok was a... Uh, uh, as a leather worker that I set up this stuff uh, on the workbench and it was pretty clever so I stole the idea and that way I can uh, put on the workbench um, a burnisher like electric uh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. thing okay so you use it to actually mount different things quickly to the work table exactly there you put it that in uh, comprehensive english uh, for me thank you uh, but yeah that's <laughs> the idea and i can i can cha- and change the tool that i need in uh, depending on what i need to do and i have a, a, a something that yeah i will post picture because i don't know all the words there is something up um Eyelet setter, or maybe something like that. You know the eyelet setter, mm-hmm. like yeah, like um, like yeah, I, like the stuff that you use for leather work, which is called an eyelet, but it's not actually called an eyelet. Like it's a ring. Grommet. Uh, grommet. Yeah, both both terms are are used, but the, that's the correct one. Uh, and there is a like a press uh, and press that I can set the ah, yeah, chromite yeah. or eyelet with. Is it called a Wallace? I have no idea. No, I would love to, but uh, that's that's how, how I, I, I'm gonna call it that way now. Um, so yeah, I just I just finished that. I'm happy because I can save space on the workbench. I don't have to to have all the machines. I can just put one when I need it and remove it when I don't. Uh, so I'm pretty happy with it. And and when I finally get proper light uh, in the shop it will be 100% done so um, Very nice yeah. I mean it's, it's already looking kind of cool yeah. thank you uh, but it, it's kind of super dark uh, uh, of course at the moment because there is no uh, light uh, on but I have only one light bulb uh, on the ceiling and it's like very weak so I have to find a way to install uh, LED panels, LED panels, like very bright, you know, to uh, have proper light and nice light in the video. It's not too dark and so on and so on. Don't have to take hours of editing and yeah. Yeah. If you want to light up the room uh, pretty much equally, there's those IKEA, those kind of look, look balloons mm-hmm. out of paper. Mm-hmm. And then oh, you yeah. just get some like more of the strong expensive light bulbs video light bulbs that you put in yeah and those will like light evenly the whole room basically that's a good idea yeah that that can be a cheap solution i mean you can even go to fancy route of going for one of them hue lights the wi-fi lights so you can change the color of yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you can have a one-man disco party as well yeah i can yeah uh maybe M- why music not music mode <laughs> yeah i i have to um 
I have to do that at some point this week or, or maybe next week because that, that's really something that's bothering me when I'm working. I need more light and in the videos um, I, I have to spend so much time um, tinkering with uh, the lights to make it more um, enjoyable to watch because when it's too dark yes. and there is not the real atmosphere, it's like, um, yeah, I don't like it. So I have to sort that out. But first, um, I have to um, fix the, the boiler or change the boiler because uh, since this morning, we don't have hot water anymore. Ooh. Yeah, also, so that's kind of uh, annoying. So, so that fix was not long lasting, you didn't? No, I think so. It did. It worked. But I suspect that the boiler is so old then that when I changed the safety thing under the boiler, um, I had to, sh to, to move the, this big boiler a little bit and uh, some particle of rust that are inside the boiler fell down and I, I, I suspect that it's all rusted inside. The thing must be 15 years old, uh, so it's, it's time for a change anyway. Uh, it's also a Peugeot. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a German brand actually. <laughs> then it's a French water. <laughs> You're right. No, I would have to change it, and better to do now uh, than than during winter when it's freaking cold. Like so, uh, yeah, probably this week that would be the the mission for for the house to just get that done. And and yeah, so that's my week. What about you? Nice. Yes, um, pretty uneventful. We had a um, bank holiday on Monday, which is uh, like the Tag der Deutschen Einheit, like the, the part of German unity, where mm -hmm. like um, when East and West got connected or like brought back together. So um, it was just a wonderful, relaxing day with not doing anything at all. A little bit of reading, a little bit of watching YouTube and series and just kicking up the feet and because everything's closed, it was raining all day outside. It was just freaking fantastic, like being inside without uh, feeling bad about myself. <laughs> so so it's like, basically just a bank holiday and like just a day off? There's no celebration kind of thing? No, there's not really um, a celebration when it comes to that. I mean, there's, well, okay. a lot of what happens is a lot of cities use it to, um, uh, how do you say it? like markets they call it like the golden golden days of october the beginning hmm? what no no sorry i was just kidding like <laughs> the traditional <laughs> celebration would be to grab a hammer and, and destroy oh, smash, smashing somewhere. smashing some walls yeah no, yeah no i mean your neighbors would probably be pretty upset well like that being said you got a lot of like the um the eastern part of germany you got a many of them like using the celebration for protests like oh, going okay. out and um, starting trouble uh, with the police <laughs> just like here then yeah no but um yeah it's because it's a long weekend because it's always the, the i think first monday i believe um it's they, they have something it's called golden october tiger which is like the golden days of october where they have like different flea markets for kids and just like a little bit of parties and stuff like that so um yeah, so it was it was really relaxing. It was nice. Then the week was just work as normal. Uh, yesterday we went to a concert. Well, actually, <laughs> we started going to one concert. There's uh, actually two concert halls right next to each other. Mm -hmm. And um, my wife and I went to 
Clouseau, which is a German artist, and which was funny because um, that because of Corona that got like shifted two times, so it wasn't a one big um, hall. And next to it there was Placebo having oh. a concert. So what we did is after the, the, the concert was almost done from Glusso, we kind of snuck into the other concert and we we'll watched about two or three songs there. Just, I mean, they were about to like close up and they were playing the last songs. They were already on their encore. So like all the securities, they, they, they just stand around in bulk and just talking to each other. We just snuck behind, like just walked like we belonged in that place and just walked in. <laughs> well done. And yeah, the trick is fun. to look confident. If yeah, exactly. you look confident enough, you can go anywhere. Confident and slightly drunk. Yeah. yeah. And um, so this morning um, was kind of a weird day because it started, we started out with like three degrees Celsius, like really cold. And um, till lunch, it was over 20 degrees Celsius. So um, oh. I'm sporting a migraine at the moment because that happens when you A, don't sleep enough, B, had a little bit to drink and C, then the temperature just rises 20 degrees in like within hours. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering a little bit today. Yeah. It'll, it'll pass. I, I know what, I know what caused it. I mean, despite for my age. <laughs> hey, you said it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> But it was well, well established before that. <laughs> yeah. So Raz, I have a question for you. How is this part of... America, because you're kind of the opposite side of the continent now compared yeah. to yesterday, um, not yesterday, last week. I mean, it's kind of a good reason why they call it New England, because it's a lot of sort of English styles of things that goes along here, both in sort of not necessarily how they build houses, because they use a lot more wood and wood paneling and all of that. But more in the sense of there's the same kind of stone fences, there's the same kind of hedges that separates fields apart and and a lot of that. Uh, and of course, you have some of the sort of the same kind of industrial buildings around here. Mm -hmm. So it's to a large extent, it, the name is very apt. It's like England, but it's a bit newer and less, yeah. less smog heavy. Well, the, uh, you're not allowed to say that in uh, New England, though. Because yeah, basically, right. they uh, everything is like, as far as I remember, they were really proud about like how old everything was. So like, this house is almost 200 years old. And you're standing there as a German, like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so you're old, old, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, when, when we drove past the local church where, where, your, where your family is from. Right. Mm -hmm. And you pointed out like they had put in like these smaller windows at the ground level. Because the church used to be like a stronghold for Indian attacks. Right. It, it's the Congregational Church in Little Compton, Rhode Island. And so the, the large church windows are set about 10 feet off the ground. And the windows that are below it are modern additions to, to give light to lower down. But they were only added much, much later. And the original windows were built that high uh, because if, if there was uh, an Indian attack, everybody ran to the church and and got in the church so and that was built uh at some point in the 1700s late 1700s i believe mm -hmm. so still i know new by <laughs> european standards and and the house we are in right now the museum where i live is 1773 um which again uh old by our standards yep, yep. 
Yeah, that's pretty old for for an American building. Yeah, sure. yeah. You've always lived in Rhode Island, uh, John, or, or no, did you travel before? No, not actually. Down? So I kind of split my time between uh, a suburb just outside of Boston mm-hmm. and Little Compton, Rhode Island, where my grandparents lived. So my, my family, I went to school up in the Boston area, uh, lived up there. But all my weekends, vacation, summer vacation was all spent um, in, in Rhode Island. And that's really kind of, although I went to school in the Boston area, I really consider myself to be more of a Rhode Islander. And Rhode Island is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. looks like it. Yeah, it is. When I've seen pictures and, and, and your story, John, it's uh, looks like a beautiful place. It is. It is. I'm lucky to be here. What, so you you decided to to stay there, or or was it because life happened and, well, and so you never moved uh, elsewhere? So what happened was I I um, got out of high school and I had basically lived um, between Rhode Island and Boston my entire life, and I had made a, a decision uh, early on in my senior year that I I wanted to branch out a little bit, so. Uh, I applied to a bunch of schools in Southern California, and I got into Pepperdine University. So that's that's where I went to college. So I, I went from Rhode Island to Malibu, California, and I spent about eight years out there, four years getting a degree, and four years as a cliche. I was a screenwriting waiter for about four or five years after college. <laughs> okay. And then when there, there reached a point where like a lot of people who are screenwriting waiters in Los Angeles, um, I wasn't getting a lot of traction, uh, but I mm-hmm. did realize that my, my family was back East. My parents were getting older and mm-hmm. that's really where I was needed. And yeah. so in the mid nineties, about 1995, 96, I packed up, I came home and uh, settled, settled back in Rhode Island. And I've been here ever okay. since. Okay, interesting story. I, I guess the the population, uh, the density of population between your place and Boston, where you lived for a while, is like very different, and the the way of life is also like at the opposite of the spectrum uh, compared to big cities like Boston or or New York. Or that's the image that I have from just watch, watching TV shows uh, from here, obviously, but. Do you think that there is a real difference between Rhode Island and and the suburbs of, suburbs of of Boston in the way people live? Um, so I mean, it's all kind of New England. I I would say that the the one common denominator is that Rhode Islanders don't like people from Massachusetts, and people from Massachusetts don't like people from Rhode Island. And okay. uh, we all accuse each other of being worse drivers than the other when the fact is we're all pretty bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. and, and Rasmus, Rasmus can <laughs> confirm there, there, you know, we, we've been uh, cut off on a number of occasions and Rasmus has seen some uh, pretty wild stuff that um, in Rhode Island is standard off. I mean, we are one mohawk away from a Mad Max movie. <laughs> Okay, that close. Oh, you missed wow. the spandex too. Yeah, 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 there's that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Makes it more interesting and I I yeah. Yeah, okay, but I mean, cool. so Rhode Island, Rhode Island is much more about uh coastlines 
and beaches, uh, whereas Boston, I mean, it has that obviously Cape Cod, but the Boston area is much more densely populated uh, than Rhode Island is. Uh, last question about that, because sure. it's, it, I, I, f I find it very interesting um, that one of our host, uh, Rasmus, uh, is traveling across the US and seeing in the short period of time different places, but also different uh, uh, styles of cities, uh, so to speak, the different way of living in the same country that is so vast, so huge, uh, that it's like for an uh, old French guy like me, like really difficult to just imagine the size of the country. Uh, like, like Jan said, like flying six hours just to get across the country is like, like crazy to me. Uh, last time I flew six hours, I was uh above uh russia uh, in my way to japan so it was like half the world um so raz how do you see do, do you see uh, common ground uh between the places that you visited and and like really big differences already yeah i mean there's i guess it sort of ties into the conversation we had last week in the sense that it's still very much america but it mm -hmm. is sort of the, the opposite side of the same coin being on the east coast versus the west coast not sort of because of the different coasts but also like climate wise and all of that like california is sort of constantly on fire and trying to shake itself apart whereas new england is like well it gets wet a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yep. and like that's kind of the worst of it it feels like slightly humid uh, climate in the summer and then just a normal rain <laughs> Does does it does it reflect in the people in people's behavior or or character how they like think act towards each other or is is like there is a certain unity in behaviors from what you've seen? I would like to think it's a bit more of that the village pulls together over here, but still it's. America, as, as far as I recognize it, is very much still built on sort of individualists who are like pulling themselves up by the bootstraps and like conquering part of the wilderness for themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, it's sort of mar marginally different, but I mean, it's still America. It's still sort of they talk about all the same kind of politics, mm -hmm. except like there's no homeless people who would want to stay the winter in Rhode Island. Uh, but yeah. I, I will I'll I'll point out that Rasmus has kind of gone from uh, an extremely liberal area in California to another liberal area on the East Coast. Yeah. So so there is there has been a change in weather and architecture. Uh, but I suspect that if Rasmus had gone from uh, Berkeley, California to Mississippi, <laughs> yeah. he might have he might have noticed a much greater cultural shift, or even you know uh, Berkeley to Montana again would have been a much greater cultural shift than coming from uh, you know because in America the West Coast and the East Coast are the population centers. And yes, there are big cities in, in the middle of the country, but a lot of the population is concentrated on the coasts. I, I just ask because I find it fascinating that a, a country uh, can be that big, uh, vast, broad, vast, 
large whatever you can you want to call it and that there is this common uh, base of of culture that is shared by everyone um whereas in europe if you like compare the says europe is obviously smaller than the us uh divided in so many different countries and so many different cultures that i find it really really interesting and fascinating that 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 amount of people that population of the us are all brought together by stuff that can be like politic or just like um uh, values or, or or knowledge it I, i find it very very interesting um so yeah just the reason i ask sort of in that comparison vein i think europe got 47 or 46 countries in it yeah. uh, or states i guess because it, that it would include andorra and san marino and Cop- monaco and, yeah, yeah those tiny places yeah whereas and I, I sort of if you just ignore the whole language barriers we have in europe Mm-hmm. I, I think you find the same cultural differences across the US as you do across Europe. Yes, I think so as well. But um, uh, I, I'm not arguing against that. I think the the base, I, I find that in Europe, as you said, uh, different languages and, and that many states or countries, we still have also a common knowledge, a, com- a common culture that we share, and it's not only from the creation of EU, it's like way before that, and it's not only uh, because of religion uh, that kind of unified the Western countries, but I think that the culture, all the myths, all the stories that we uh, tell our children are very much shared between those countries, and you, if you change some details, you can uh, come from one German uh, fairy tale to a French uh, one, and and so same thing with Spain and Sweden and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. So I, I I really like the idea that um, thousands of kilometers of land and millions of people share one idea, or not only one, but a common knowledge and common culture, and can be just sharing. Um, something and 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 we are not just individuals scattered around the earth and and as you said living on our own and trying to conquer uh, conquer or fight against nature to just like produce something or just make a living out of it but um, like the the link between humans is is something that i'm very interested interested in so yeah do we have a topic for tonight I guess we have. Yeah, well, that you nearly segued beautifully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost. <laughs> almost, almost. Uh, me and John got talking sort of with... Uh, one thing is actually being for me being able to just travel and meet people and spend some time in their shops. But, and but yeah, food. Also, but also, uh, yeah. don't remind Stian. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but it's sort of sort of the, the, these really small intimate gatherings. Granted, now it is just the two of us, but even if it was five or however many we tried to be at Camp Kielski, it was like, yeah, it's a very tight-knit, small little group versus things like the Maker Camp that's going on now that's going to be massive or Maker Central yeah. or Maker Fair Hanover. 
it's sort of like, yeah, those really big things are cool, but we both kind of agreed that, no, these small things are really nice as well. And to some extent better because there's like, Quality you time. get to know specific people a lot mm -hmm. better. That's true. Good. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> so next topic. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you. Have a good night. See you next week. <laughs> it was great talking to you. Uh, have a great week. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, John, can you explain a little bit? Because you, Raz said that you are you talked about that before the recording, and that you pretty much agree on that. Is there what what's what's your thoughts thoughts about like big gathering? Well, so thoughts? My, thoughts? is that the word? Thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what did you say? Something different, probably. I'm right. French. Don't don't throw me the stone. <laughs> So I, I was I was telling Rasmus about how uh, for me to go to Maker Central in 2019 uh, took a, a great deal of courage on my part because I, I do have some social anxiety and I don't love big crowds and, and I, I, I don't love traveling. Um, I love arriving, but I don't love traveling. And so for me, and, and obviously it all turned out fine. Uh, you know, I met you guys and I love you all and, and everything like that. But uh, getting over there was was a little was a little horrifying for me. Um, and those first few meetings were also kind of a, a little bit scary. And I think I definitely prefer the smaller, more intimate gatherings, you know, maybe five, 10, 20 people. Uh, I'll also point out that just having Rasmus in the house for the past week and then the shop and teaching classes, you know, we have had hours and hours of really great conversations and about not just about, obviously not just about making, uh, but about everything from politics to family to culture. And, and we now know each other, you know, far better now than we did previously. Um, you know, and at Maker Central, I had a great time at the bar and I loved meeting people, but you, you don't really have a lot of intimate conversations standing around the bar at the Hilton, um, at least not on the level that I suspect that, you know, you guys had at Kiel's or Rasmus and I are having here. Um, so I struggle because I do, I do kind of want to go to the bigger events because I love them. Um, uh, and I do want to kind of meet everyone at least once, but it's, it is, it's a much bigger lift for me to get to, big events like Maker's Camp and, and uh, Maker Central. Yeah, it's, I think what happens in small event, what happens more on an automatic, automatically when you talk to the people because there are not that many there, um, yeah. it, you have to put more in, oh, how do you say that? Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit slow today. Like you have to put in an effort at the bigger yes. events. You can have the quality time. You just have to pick the person and the person has to be up for it. And then you can just like, separate yourself a little bit from the crowd and have those conversations yeah. and i did that to the last maker central more than i did um like in 2019 because everything was new and i met everyone for the first time that was more like social mingling and just running around and like or basically like always 
almost like being handed from person to person like at the bar you just like start at one side of the hilton and you slowly work yourself through the whole bar section which was also is absolutely fun but yeah it's not not the same depth of conversation you can have if it's a smaller group definitely for that you have to kind of get the person out of the mass and yeah i I guess kind of it's the difference between being introduced to someone and kind of bonding with them mm-hmm. would that yeah. would that can be fair yeah yeah i would i would agree with that because yeah. Yeah. you know i met a lot of people mm-hmm. at makers central and it was great uh but you remember after makers central a bunch of us kind of went off to somerset um and did a much smaller thing and that was kind of where we bonded um, and that forms the basis of kind of the, the core group of us who, who like to chit chat with each other, um, and who feel like, uh, feel comfortable, like sending out a message and saying, Hey, I'm going to be in America. Can I stay at your place for a week? And it's fine. Yeah. Which still surprises me. <laughs> I, I, I totally see your point of view. Um, I, I had the same feeling first time I went to Maker Central. It was kind of, of difficult because I don't like big, uh, crowded places. Um, I, had, I had some kind of experience before that when I went the previous year to uh, another Maker Fair. It was a l- smaller event, and so I was able to meet uh a bunch of makers and 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 some of them became part of our group chat group um so it was a nice experience on a sm- smaller scale so to speak so i was not that scared to go to maker central for the first time but i was still like um afraid that something would go wrong or you know this anxiety when you are uh, um, going to a place you're excited to go to that place because you know that something nice is gonna happen but you can have this fear in the back of your head like what if what if it doesn't what if it's it's not what i'm 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 hoping for or expecting um so this apprehension of stuff not going that well or not being up to the the task ahead like being nice to people or being able to just be in a big place mm-hmm. like with f- 2000 or 3000 other people and not being able to just stay there and enjoy the show uh, this anxiety is something that that i feel sometimes i i didn't felt i didn't feel it that much the first time because of the preparation of of another make affair and to be fair the the first year was a very um enjoyable event because everything was new mm, so was, so much to, so much yeah. to see uh, yeah a lot of a lot of people or new people to meet a lot of new stuff to see it was a new show in a new country it was the first time and and some of the makers and pe- people that i've met that day i wanted to meet them for a very long time because i was following them on the socials and been watching their work on youtube and so on and so on but I totally get the frustration of not being able to bond with them uh, as much as I w- would have liked to because too many people and too 
too much excitement and too much too many things to do and to see that you can't just sit down have a proper conversation because there is always something happening there's always something uh in the background that you you want to see because because you're only there for three days or there is only someone new that is joining the conversation conversation which is fine because it's it's the, the it's what it's why we go to those places and meeting to talk to as many people as we can and and get to know them a little bit better but but sometimes the the frustration of not being able to just do what you are doing guys right now like sit down spend a day together or more you're lucky enough to to spend a week together and and share something special not talk only about making but as you said like politics and 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 family and personal history and whatever food or cooking um it, it's some it's how you really get to know people on a personal level and not just the surface of of what you can see on the social or just a little bit more of what you can see on the socials um and that's something that i i miss from this big events like maker central uh as you said john the the, the two experiences that we had or that i had personally at somerset going to steve's after maker central where the two uh, best experiences that i had to bond with people and to get to know them uh, a little bit better and and the people that i've met like five days ago had become friends after this this kind of small gathering small events and and that's something that um is very important i think in modern society it's it, i find it very difficult to meet new people and to make new friends especially when you are an adult so if you don't go to that kind of gathering you will not meet new people that often yeah but small gathering are the best occasion to get to know them better and to make new friends I but think. it's it's funny right because you said that you're like uh did more have the social anxiety for like of on those bigger events for, because for me it would be directly the opposite especially when you said because you don't know if it's going to be the way you think it's going to turn out if you don't know people like i enjoyed maker central in 219 because it was a huge crowd and if it wouldn't turn out as i imagined i could just like basically get lost in the crowd or just pull myself out of it a little bit without it being realized. You can't do that if you're meeting like 10 other people. <laughs> and then just basically true. back out of it. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to be in this situation at the moment. I'm just going to leave. Like everybody's going to go like, hey, where, where did you go? <laughs> That's very true, actually. When you, Now you're saying it. The first the first uh, Mekasutara I went to, at some point, I, I was getting tired of all the noise and the 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 mm-hmm. how do you say that the the buzzing in the ears yeah. of the yeah. the yeah. background noise and and the people uh, moving around you, uh, me, so I I I took a step back, went out for thirty minutes, twenty minutes, 30, 30 minutes just to breathe some fresh air, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody noticed that I was not in the show anymore. Um, because that was kind of the goal. Like in big events like this, you can withdraw yourself from all the 
uh, from everything that's happening during during that event, and 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 everybody's so busy and so excited and so interacting with each other that they are not noticing, and that's good. And def- and and thirty minutes later, one hour later, you can come back, and and you're still in, you're still in this excitement, exactly. or, or you can come back into it, and nothing is broken, and nothing is is. Um, um, Degraded or, 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 or yeah, uh, I guess, broken. I guess you don't even really miss out on anything. Both in the sense that there's always so much going on everywhere that you you can't watch it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's like, well, and if you have been there and tried to catch a little bit more, then you might just end up with some kind of burnout or exhaustion and then not be able to catch up with something else afterwards anyway. Yeah. That's very true. So, yeah, I mean, I had the same experience, um, I guess, more at Make for Hanover, I think, first time I went there, than I did at Make Central. But probably both both occasions, first time both occasions, I probably burgered off my room for an hour just to lay on, sit on my phone and disconnect for a second. It's sort of in between the fair and dinners with people and all of that, just because I really needed to recharge a bit and just also just digest all of the impressions from the day. I think, yeah, that that is true. Digestion puts it really well. Because <laughs> I think every, everyone, every, especially the food reference was really Rasmus. Um, no, especially if you um, take a look at it, um, thinking about the situation for, I think, each of us to first make a central, which was just so overwhelming. And it's funny because everyone says that. So now, now that I've been to two of them, I can say like the second one was a lot easier and it was meeting yeah. meeting friends again. Uh, it wasn't just like, not everything is new, but you already had people you knew and you were looking forward to see again. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't that onslaught of new impressions all the time. Oh yeah. It was sort of like, oh yeah, there's new impressions over there and then I go back to my friends and relax and then go out for some new impressions again. Exactly, yeah. Also, uh, last time Steph was with me, so that was fun just hanging out um, and going to Birmingham and took a stroll around Birmingham, stuff like that. So that, that was fun. Do you guys get this kind of sadness after the big events like that? Like you are, you're on your own again, somehow, like the, all the excitement is gone and, and you had a great weekend and you've met a lot of people and then that's great. But when you come back home, you have this like, downfall of uh just being yeah it's over and and the next one is next year because i get that uh i, I didn't last time surprisingly uh but the the, the other uh for the other big gathering I, I i got that that feeling that blues after after the event so just curious if he if you did as well if i may uh for me it's a little bit of that, but it's also just really nice to get back home and be by myself and relax again without so many people around. But I think I've also ended up with kind of the habit of spending an extra couple of days sort of in between get, getting home. Mm-hmm. Like after Make Central, I spent a few days in London just going to museums and walking around and being alone, which was really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also gave me a bit of that decompression, so to speak, because like, yeah, I was still in England, I was still on vacation. I was just stepping down and trapping down from that massive barrage of impressions at Maker Central and 
then sort of going home and being <coughs> completely by myself, there was sort of a grace period in between those two. Um, but I, I don't know, like, I don't think any of you have done that kind of thing. No, usually not. Like, Maker Central for me is going back and directly going back to work. So I've just basically cut that time open for, like, I take an extra day of vacation to make it possible to go there. Um, so, yeah, the Maker Blues usually hits. Um, this time it was, it, it took like a good week, but and yeah, at the same time, it's not as bad as it used to be because a lot of the people I know I can, like, I'm now in constant contact. I mean, there's the hangouts with Kiel. There's the uh, chance for me also for business to visit people now when I'm in the area, which helps a lot actually. So, um, and planning, doing a conscious decision if I'm on vacation in a certain country or area to visit people there. Yeah. How, how is it for you, John? Because we are all living in Europe, so we can somehow uh, visit each other. It's like way easier for us. And you're uh, in the US, so I, I don't think you have this opportunity to meet that many other makers that you've met at Maker Central or other big gathering. So how, how is it for you after the fact, after the big gathering? So I, I remember uh, flying back to Boston after Maker Central and thinking to myself, I, I, I don't understand why I made such a big deal of this. And uh, although I pretty much guarantee that I will again the next time I go, but nonetheless, I, I was like, so I, I can't believe I was so anxious. I can't believe I had all that anxiety. And yeah, I definitely felt um, that there was there was a little uh, postmaker central depression in that, you know, I was like, well, you know, I'm leaving all these people on the other side of an ocean um, and they're a little far away with with only a couple of exceptions. Um, you know, uh, one of the things I really need to do is uh, Jake is only up in up in Boston. So oh, yeah. he and I need to get together at some point. And it's it's not like Heidi lives in Arizona. Um, so I could, we could probably make an effort there as well. Um, and, uh, so, but at the same time, yes, you are absolutely right. There is a little of, uh, postpartum, uh, depression that goes on when you come out of these events. Um, but I'm, I am also very sympathetic with Rasmus's point of view is it's, it's kind of nice to sleep in your own bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. For I mean, sure. So, oh, yeah. so do you? Do you gentlemen consider yourselves to be introverts or extroverts? M- myself, all of you. I, um, my wife would probably say that, I, that I'm extra extrovert. I, I don't fully agree with that. I mean, I, it's not very difficult for me to engage conversation or to go towards people because it's been my job for so long, like to interact directly. Uh, with people, talk to people. Uh, it's it's my job. I, I mean, I, I teach. I've been teaching for like twenty more twenty five years. Uh, so um, talking to people is not that difficult. So same as me, a converted introvert. <laughs> yeah, but but there is talking and talking. Which it, it, it's there is like two different levels. Uh, if I may continue on on, on my idea, like. Um, when I know that there is a common ground, when I know that there is a common knowledge or a common goal, like all of us going to make a central, it's very easy to 
engage in a conversation. And I did that this year much more than I have done the previous year. It was easier for me. I was like, nah, I'm here, fuck it. I want to talk to people, so let's talk to people. And I have engaged conversation with people that I've, I wanted to talk to in the previous events or years, and I, I didn't. Um, Jan and I had a very interesting conversation with Peter Brown, mm -hmm. but that was great. And it lasted for like one hour or so. And we talked about everything but making. Uh, yeah. we, we talked a lot about Doctor Who because uh, <laughs> Peter and his wife are, are, are big fans as we are. Um, uh, it, was, it was great because it was like, um, I don't want to say shameless because it, it, it would not re uh, reflect uh, correctly the idea, but it was like, yeah, I have nothing to lose. I mean, what was the worst that can happen when I talk to people that I don't know? We don't, we don't click, we don't, uh, it, it, nothing happens, there is no spark and, and we don't share anything. Okay, it's a nice meeting you and you go to the next guy that you want to talk to. And and that's the worst that can happen. Welcome to Make a Central what? Speed Dating. Ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what what's the best that can happen? The best that can happen is that years later, uh, we are chatting on a podcast on a Wednesday night because we we became friends, and yeah, and now terrible. we are. That feels terrible. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we are, and, and, and again, we are talking on a daily basis and we are sending, uh, videos to each other and we are sending jokes to each other and we are caring for each other because we became friends. And, and the only way that, that, uh, that happened, that, that happened, that it, it was made possible is as, as John said, this small gathering after the big ones, because that's mm -hmm. when you have the time to, um, get rid of the ex uh, excitation of all the booze and the stuff happening around you and you are more focused on the people you are spending time with and you are sharing meals and you are spending afternoons and evenings and mornings and you are tired together and you are working together and you are going somewhere together and you are just taking the time to do nothing together and that's, that's when... I don't want to say magic happens, but but that's exactly it. That's when you I bond with you, people you because you're the time. Spiffing. I could hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but you see what I mean. It's it. Uh, I mean, uh, it it. A friendship is like f falling in love with someone. I think in a smaller scale and and a different level, ob obviously. But um, you have to know someone in order to understand him or her and, and decide if you want to be friend with with that person. Because otherwise it's like very superficial relationship all the time and you can't base a relationship or a friendship on, on this. It will lead probably nowhere. So I, I'm very much for this big gathering where stuff happens all the time there's always something to see you can retract from the show for one two hours because you are tired and come back to it and it's still going on and everybody's still excited and 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 hugging and making stuff together and and oh there's robots fighting and and so on and so on but small gathering on a smaller scale when you are lucky enough to be in one it's like very very different and and that's where something can can really happen i think 
Um, how, uh, quick question, if I may, and if you want, don't want to answer, uh, that's perfectly fine, um, especially to John, because that, you talked about that. How do you fight this anxiety before big gathering? And how do you uh, fight this postpartum blues when it uh, happens? So how, how do you deal with the before and after these these? So the, the postpartum, I would say, um, is, you know, I, I think like a lot of things, you just kind of have to, to get through it. But what really kind of helps me is staying in touch. So like doing this, all of the different like calls and contact that we have um, kind of helps remind you that that, you know, uh, these people don't just evaporate the moment you you leave them. So I think that is really the, the only the only way to immediately combat it. Um, and then there is there is also uh, having the courage to go visit Um and like Rasmus is doing with me this week, uh, it's to occasionally make because I think you do need to uh, on occasion make face to face contact. I mean, it is it is amazing technologically that we can talk over these online means. But I, I do think every so often it's got to be all in meet space and not just virtual Um in terms of building up to going to an event, I, you know, I'm kind of the the worst person because for me, it's just a matter of having to bull through it. And, and there probably are better ways to do it, but I just kind of have to um, get on the plane and, and uh, white knuckle it uh, all the way over. Not because I'm afraid of the plane flight, because, but because of what might happen after I land. Um, because like I said, when I went to Maker Central, uh, I, I was like, I think these are all nice people. I hope I'm going to like all of them, but I don't know. Um, so, uh, you know, one, one thing, so another, uh, how this topic came up between myself and Rasmus is I was talking about how, um, so there is someone else in the Fools with Tools Facebook group who is local, Eric Car Carnavale, and he's a blacksmith. And I was over at his his house. He's got a home shop. And we were talking about how we are both members of New England blacksmiths. And New England blacksmiths has occasional hammer-ins and get-togethers and meetups. Um, and they are smaller gatherings. So, you know, not quite as small as Camp Kielski, but not quite as large, obviously, as Maker Camp. And we were just, yeah, and neither one of us go to these things. And so we talked about it and we, we kind of said, well, you know, maybe we should go to these things together. That way, if, if we both show up and we're both like, this isn't for us, we need to make an escape, we can, we can do that. We at least have one person there who we can talk to, who we can, uh, as opposed to just showing up. I, I think uh, to, to Jan's point earlier, showing up to a small gathering, knowing nobody is terrifying. Yep. <laughs> there is nowhere to hide. Um, so I, I think if you're looking to solve the, the small group anxiety, um, finding, finding a buddy 
of yep. some sort who can go to these things with you is is a great way to kind of have someone you can check in every so often and say everything's still going okay or do you want to go do this thing or are you running out of bandwidth should we just get going um mm -hmm. i think that's a that's a possible way to deal with it personally i i found it you said something about about visiting someone um as raz is doing and you said the the word courage and I think you are absolutely right about that. Um, I'm I'm kind of jealous that Rasmus is is visiting, uh, going through the states and visiting people. But I think it's worth mentioning that it, it requires a lot of courage to do so. Um, when you when you think you you get along with someone uh, because you've known him or her for months or years and chatting on the internet and, and you say, Hey, can I visit you? I'm in the States and I'm, can I visit you for a week or, or a few days? It requires a lot of courage to take the risk to go to that person's place, face the reality of, of what is the person and how the person is going to perceive you and, and see you as a human being, because you can be wrong on everything. I mean, you can go to someone's place and turns out that that person is just an asshole and you can just live with that person for a few days because just no. So just doing the thing, just like traveling across the world um, and, and, and facing reality in that way, I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, it, it requires a lot of courage, and I'm at quite admirative that that Raz is doing so. I, I mean, it's not taking in that many risks with Xian, you, or other people from our small group, but still, uh, it, it's uh, yeah. Fuck you, Raz. Be, 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 be careful, Rasmus. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> uh, but uh, like to my defense, like. I think I mentioned this one time earlier. Like, there's, there's like you can't be you, you can't be courageous if you don't have a fear of something. No, because yeah, 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 uh, yeah. it mind, would just be no, it, no. That's just being stupid. I mean, yes, you can if you that's jump. The thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the If, like, if uh, I've met plenty of people who like, especially like from officer school in the army, who were just quite simply so stupid they didn't know they should be afraid. Yeah, no, ex yeah, exactly. And like, like no, mm -hmm. that's that's not. I wouldn't say that's courage. I mean, yeah, they might be behaving in a brave manner, but I don't think they like exude courage for that reason. It's just something that they were just capable of doing because there's nothing mentally holding them back from it. I think that's where more where I am. Or at. maybe they were just focusing on something else. No, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> nice try, but too early. <laughs> oh, that was smooth. That was smooth work right there, man. Yeah. Um, I, I come try. back in three minutes. Sorry, I have a headache. I just try. Yeah, I, I know. It's fine. Uh, we'll torture for a little bit longer. Um, where was that? Like, it's, it's just a thing of, yeah, I recognize that you think this is courageous, but it's like admiring a duck for flight floating on water. It's sort of what it does. I don't think I, I I get your point of view. I don't think that's that's that easy and that simple. 
Um, we've mentioned in the podcast many times that the three of us have traveled and lived uh, in different countries. Um, I remember the first time I went to Japan as a student, I was absolutely not terrified because I was so excited to go there and I, I wanted to have these new adventures and, and, and know the country and know mm. the people and so on and so on. Um, but now that I'm an adult and that now that I know who I am, what I agree with, what I don't agree with, who I like, who I don't like, what I like, what I don't like, visiting someone that I don't know is for me a, a form of taking a risk. I'm not afraid of doing it, but I... I'm taking the risk to just being who I am, displeasing the person that I am I am visiting and being displeased by that person. As I said, obviously in our group and and we are we, we, the 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 maker community is is I think very different um from other con communities because the people uh member of that community are more or less the same. We have yeah common values that make us us so that's not taking it's not taking that big of a risk to go visit someone from the community because we can still talk about making and 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 what you we share as human beings but still you are going in a different country taking the time to visit them to i don't know i i, I think eat I all think their food eat all their food as well without hearing them complaining and being grateful that you're visiting them <laughs> where they I, are I living. I feel like this no, episode I, is turning against I, me somehow. <laughs> Not at all. No, really, I, 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 I envy you because I remember when I was younger, this uh, state of mind of being afraid of nothing and especially traveling and meeting new people. And I know that it's not the case anymore. And I know also how difficult just meeting someone can be difficult for some of us, uh, people with anxiety, people with uh, ADHD or, or OCDs or just different um, uh, characteristic of our personalities that uh, we are afraid just to show or to share with people. It's, it's difficult to be an adult in... 2022 so when we are um making the move it's uh, a good thing that uh, people are willing to accept us and 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 um give us a bed and and a plate so yeah just i just like the idea of you doing that i i, I do, do you have some final thoughts on all of this not not really i mean i guess i guess my final thought would be if if you are someone like me who is perhaps a little more anxious about uh traveling meeting people going to these things um it is it is worthwhile to address it and to not become um you know maybe shades of gray away from a shut-in of some sort uh, because it is, it is always, you know, uh, all of the times that I have uh, built up the willpower to go out and do these things that I'm terrified of, it, I'm going to say over 99% of the time, it's something that has not been that bad, that scary. It's actually uh, the vast majority of the time, it's been 
great. Um, and, and so it is, it's, uh, if you struggle, if you struggle with something like that, it's worthwhile to struggle. Yeah. And I think it's maybe the big events are a great way to start something like that. If you've never been to an event, like pick one of the bigger ones where you can take yourself out of the equation whenever you don't feel like staying there or need a breather. Uh, it's really good to kind of test, test it out and then, um, just, it's like all of us start as you meet new people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I think sort of your depending on the special type of anxiety you have, uh, maybe also just try to reach out to one or two people and have like a tiny gathering of people you know, maybe a, just slightly out of your comfort zone, so to speak, instead of going to the massive halls and the throngs of people. Um, but I, I think also. I would sort of like to end kind of on the note of like, do you actually try to schedule time to do some of these mad things of, even if it's just going to visit another friend that is like hours and hours of drive away, but like if you can fit that into your schedule on more or less regular basis, try to make room for that. At least try to prioritize making room for that instead of just having an empty calendar and it's like, I guess I'm just not doing anything. And actually try to push yourself a bit. And I, through this year, for me at least, that's one of the things I've been trying to do. Uh, not only like actually like setting off space in the calendar to go to some of the blacksmithing events in Norway, but also with actually going abroad a bit and meeting more people. I've realized that's something I've been really wanting to do more of. And I, I think, yeah, and I think just even if it's just the two of you or maybe five people, I think that can be a great time. Now we can focus on something. <laughs> oh, good. Unless Rad wants to have some final input. Uh, yeah, the, uh, one thought uh, that I had when you were... I said it right this time, see? Uh, <laughs> um, that I had when, when you were speaking, if, when you were speaking. Um, I, I believe that um, some people can could argue that, oh, he's doing that because he's young and he has no attached, he's self-employed, he has no wife, no kids, so he can travel easily. But if you have the will to, do, to, to travel, see the world and meet friends, uh, you can still do it when you are married and you have a kid. I'm doing that once a year for Mega Central because planning is the key when my wife is wonderful and so comprehensive and and she's doing her best to allow me that weekend of of traveling and gathering with uh, like-minded people it's it's just planning and it's just money and it's just uh, yeah. a plane ticket and and a hotel reservation as as you said Raz. it's 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 easy to do if you are just willing to do so and the wheel of uh, of meeting new people it's just so worth it i mean not to to quote gandalf but uh, somehow i will the world is not in the books and in the maps it's out there so if you don't get out of the shop and your house yeah nothing will happen to you because you're you're not doing anything in order to make it happen so yeah go to gathering, go to big events, go to small gatherings. Because in the end, people, it, that's that's people that make life enjoyable and more fun, I guess. And also hell, but yeah. 
<laughs> most of the time. That was the most French thing I heard. And also misery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Focus on that. <laughs> yes, I, I think that's a good point to break off on. We should have a jingle for the for the focuses. Why? Because I don't know. I t tonight it sounds it would sound great to have a jingle for the. Focus. Oh, the jingle! Anyway, just skip in and get interrupted three, four times. What <laughs> 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 that? What's yours? Uh, John, do you got one? You want to start? Yeah, I I do actually. So it is it is a focus uh, with parts A and B, and uh, my my primary focus is Rasmus. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who is who is right here, and it's been a pleasure having him here. Um, and also, and then, please say that you're saying this of your own free will. Yes, I am saying this of my <laughs> own free will. Uh, also, he's leaving tomorrow, <laughs> so there's that. Um, but you know, so so it's been wonderful having Rasmus here. Obviously, I got to have him in my shop. He taught me a few things. I taught he made his own tentacle bottle opener. Yes. Um. Nice. So we've had a good time in the shop. But but the part B of my focus is uh, the steel yard, which is an industrial yes. arts education center in Providence, Rhode Island. And so Rasmus came over and he taught a uh, weekend course in forging. Uh, forge welding a Scandinavian utility knife and the steel yard has not done advanced courses like this in the past and um, I've I've been trying to get them to do these courses and when I told them that I was bringing over this this foreign and exotic Norwegian blacksmith <laughs> um, they I was able to get them and they they ponied up and they bought a bunch of new tooling for the class and they uh, stepped up and they got students and and uh, through the efforts of both the steel yard and the talent of Rasmus we were able to have an extremely successful um, uh, I would say advanced intermediate, type knife forge welding course and um uh, because of that i think it's going to open up having more advanced courses at the steel yard uh, because everybody who came out of that course had nothing but nice things to say about rasmus and his his uh, ability to educate also they said that of their own free will yes yes <laughs> At the end of the course, when they were going home. Exactly. There, there were waivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So that's it for me. Jan, you want to go next? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so for me, this is, and this is going to trigger um, the whole anxiety for traveling. Let me just see if I can find it because I had to open it. Ah, here. Uh, the channel is called uh, Track Trendy. And uh, it's one of those, like, if you can't sleep and you just browse around and then you find some of those travel channels. And it's one of the guys basically um, testing different air class seats, like different airlines flying with different airlines. Oh. But I find more interesting, like, yeah, I stumbled upon it because it was like the first class Singapore suite stuff that he was allowed to review and like use on a flight. But um, what I find more interesting is he does a lot of train traveling. So he does like oh. the whole Amtrak thing through like seven states or something like that. 
to oh, go yeah. like from Chicago to I think it's nine states actually uh, over to San Francisco. Uh, but he also does the Orient Express, like those luxury train rides. And I found that because I never really did a sleeper train or like traveled by train. I find those really, really interesting from like the food, the experience. So yeah, that that track trendy and uh, the guy's name is Will, I believe. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Japan by train mm -hmm. because you can mm -hmm. actually do that. Like start from Paris and go to like China or Korea and then you it's a, like a boat away uh, and it would take like three or four weeks. But uh, when I was a student, a teacher of mine did that. And when he was himself younger and told us that it was the, one of the greatest experience of his life and he um, encouraged us to, to do so. But damn, four weeks of train it's like an eternity now when you can just be there in 12 hours yeah i mean to be fair though you don't actually need to do all of it in one go i mean no, no, you, sure. you could yeah. take i mean I, I agree it would be an amazing trip to spend a month just yeah. traveling just eastwards as far as east goes kind of thing yeah. uh but yeah no i i don't think i would spend like to spend three weeks consecutively on a train or yeah. sleeping trains and all that yeah. although some of those trains are really nice and the orient express is very high up on my list yeah, I mean, if you are willing on like paying ten thousand euros for like three days, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. quite expensive. Now. It's like other other people just do a whole, well, not just one vacation for ten thousand euros and longer than four days taking the train. But yeah, this is like it is really nice. Um, I don't think he reviewed Japanese trains before. He did a flight to Japan in a first class. Oh damn, they are good. They are so good. Yeah, so best trains ever. They are fast, they are comfortable, you find everything in them, uh, people are very polite. You have space for the knees. Oh, damn. I miss <laughs> Japanese trains. Reddy's going to have a wet dream tonight about I Japanese first class trains. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe not, but still, nice trains. If you, if you go, plus, it's a, it's a very cheap way to travel in Japan. You can buy passes, like, for mm -hmm. one week or one month, and you can... Uh, take any train uh, that you want to, to take except, except the for like the Shinkansen yeah, yeah. because that are the, the the quickest and you can go from uh, Tokyo to Osaka in three hours uh, but if you want to see the country buy a cheap ticket go on any train the first one that you see at the station and and wait till the the it stops and visit around and and, and come back. Yeah, that's that, generally that's, that's the, the smartest thing to do with trains is wait until they stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting yeah, off yeah, while absolutely. they're moving, not recommended. Yeah, it can be fun as well, but yeah. Um, yeah. So my focus of the week, actually I have three of them, but I'm going to be quick. Uh, the first one uh, is our good friend Kiel. Uh, we've talked about him during the this episode and he's doing a crazy amount of work on uh, a, a barn that he has removed all the tiles uh, to redo the roof and it's incredible work that he's doing i'm very very happy to see him uh, making progress in the renovation of his giant compound the second one um, is uh, another friend of us lindsay murphy uh, from lindsay underscore creative on Instagram. She's also now on TikTok and she makes a lot of different stuff, uh, mainly jewelry, 
she's a metal worker she also a blacksmith she's very creative she's very talented she has a unique way of doing things and a very uh, specific um, aesthetic uh, yeah. that I really enjoy and she's a, 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 a lovely maker she's absolutely fantastic human being so yeah highly recommend to go follow her on all the socials and the last one is a TV show is a show it's a it's not a movie because uh, movies are kind of long and boring when they are two hours but uh, surprisingly watching 10 episodes of a one hour show is completely fine so um, it's a new show on Disney plus it's called the old man with oh. the dude oh and oh. I've seen the two first episodes and I'm really looking forward for the third one that I'm gonna watch after the recording because damn it's good. It's it to, to give you a test, it would be like John Wick, but John Wick is 75. Oh like, yeah, they are going after this r- retired old guy and he's not having it. So yeah, it's uh Jeff Bridges well done, very well done show. Uh, and I'm 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 really looking forward to see what 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 they are going to do in the next episode because yeah the the first two ones were pretty good. So I I will jump on quickly and just say that is a worthwhile endorsement. I've I've watched that series, uh, everything that's out so far, and it's really good. I highly recommend it. Nice, nice, cool. Um, I'm also cheating and having two focuses. One is uh, Jeremy Foberg that we had dinner with uh, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Uh, also, like brilliant local maker here in Rhode Island. Uh, he's he's in Providence, was it? I believe he is. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, if you have any sort of historical pirate related questions, he's the man to answer, and or sing the answers to you. <laughs> yes. Uh, second is the art of armor on youtube and tiktok an ukrainian armorer who is making all kinds of fantasy armor but real lifestyle he did a medieval version of the mandalorian uh, a few months back and recently he's been doing one of the dawn dawn guard uh, set of armor from skyrim oh yeah Uh, that's name again uh art of armor on uh youtube and he also has a TikTok. I'm not sure what the exact name is because I think it's different, but I'll I'll leave links where you expect to find them. Armory Smith, Art of Armor. Yes, that's that the word. Yes, oh yeah, Mandalorian. Okay. Damn. Yeah. And also oh, his, yeah. his TikTok style. I hate myself for saying all of this, but his TikTok style is amazing. Like he has figured out the key of like, no, people don't want to see actually how things are made. They just want to see the transformation of shit happening. Yeah. And his jump cut style and how he transitioned to things is kind of awesome. Okay. The work is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Hmm. Good, uh, good Yeah, I, I, I tried TikTok this week just to throw that in as the last bit. <laughs> we know. We and, know yeah. <laughs> and it's, first of all, it's like, wow, where did that half hour go? Like, as soon as you started up, and the second one is just like, yeah, I, I have n- absolutely no clue how to get that freaking algorithm to work in my favor because all I'm seeing is titties. 
<laughs> and it can, can you complain? It, it can be a nice thing, but it's not what I'm using it for. So, yeah, you know, I I think you treat that like bad news, and I think we have different ideas of what bad news is. <laughs> um, so I'm just I'm just gonna well, quickly say I that. was kind of been sold on the whole thing that it's like, well, you have to use it, and you can actually watch like yes. really good maker videos on it and stuff like that. So I've been just following like every single maker. That yeah, I can find so on there. And still, like, the only thing I'm getting is just some freaky electronic music with just bouncing titties. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, so, not all of them are female. Could, yeah. If you could so you, send me the name TikTok. of that channel, I would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it doesn't have to be part of the show, but at some point. Um, so, there's that. But uh, what I would recommend is, is find some of your maker friends and don't just follow them. Go into the people that they're following and okay. you'll find a lot of people in common and follow them. The other thing I will recommend is that at the top of the the screen there is a following button mm -hmm. and if you click that it only shows you the videos from the people that you are following and and that way you can kind of train the algorithm a little bit faster okay. uh, to to show you uh, more more making and fewer boobies um if that's if if that's what you're looking that's for really man. What yeah, you want. I mean, yeah you do you man um <laughs> But yeah, I actually, I really, I really enjoy TikTok a lot uh, because I get, I see a lot of really interesting things. I see a lot of makers and different people um, giving out like quick tips that, and some of them I've walked away and tried it. So it's like, oh shit, I really wish I'd thought of that before. So, yeah, but true. you do, it does, it does take a little while to get away from the truly juvenile stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, follow follow all your friends' friends and uh, stick to that following tab at the top, and and it'll it'll move along a lot faster. Okay. Yeah. I, it, what it worked for me when I started to like videos and watch videos like entirely from yes. from the the beginning to the end, and the algorithm started to change. So okay. uh, yeah, if you find something that you like, watch the entire video like it sometimes share it and the algorithm will learn what what you really interested in and, and if you really want to dial it in comment on it yeah. okay so okay. that is that is that has worked for me in the bouncing boobies videos i keep on <laughs> 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 that out there and on uh, that note yeah <laughs> Thanks, Thanks a lot, John, John yep. for joining us today, today for taking care of us uh, for the week. Where, uh, where can people find you? Oh, where can where can people? Uh, they can, I'm right here, Raz. Oh, I'm right. right <laughs> Sorry. Right next to you. <laughs> no, so um, I I operate a, a part time metal shop called JDH Metalcraft. So if you go onto the socials and you look for JDH Metalcraft or John D Harvey, um, either one of those will eventually get you to me. Nice. Oh, you want me to speak? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah okay. that's that's kind of what you have to do now. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. So the last thing I will be doing. No, a, never mind. Um, <laughs> if you want to find the rest of us collectively, you can do that at Two Thirds Focused on any of the mostly social places, including Patreon and Gmail, because that's the highlight of today, apparently. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmeer.no.
And you can find me at RedSmith or the RedSmith everywhere on the internet and the social, and more specifically at theredsmith.com. And you can find me at nerdinventor.com, uh, where there's also the links and plugins for the other socials. Thank you. John, it was a blast as always. Thank you yes, for being here. I had a great time. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for having me in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.